We're actually going to begin tonight with prayer. We're going to talk about prayer. We're going to begin with prayer because not only am I doing the object lesson, Nister, but I'm also doing the teaching. So we're going to go right from the object lesson into the teaching. So let's pray. Amen. So Father, we just thank you for that wonderful worship. What a wonderful time. Hallelujah. We are so blessed in this house. We really do go to the greatest church in the galaxy. Hallelujah. I mean that with everything that's in me. And Lord, we just thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to gather in this place. Invincible me. What a great idea, Lord. We know that that comes directly from you. We thank you for this 90-day transformational program. Man, we are so blessed. And we thank you for your word. We're going we're gonna to dive into your word, Lord. And we just thank you for your word, Lord. In your word really, truly is everything we need. There is not a situation that the word doesn't cover. Whatever we are going to come across, we thank you, Lord that the answer can be found in your word. It is so good, and it's all-encompassing. Holy Spirit, ah, oh, we just love you so much, and we thank you. You bring life to it all, Lord. And we just thank you for your leading tonight. You know, uh, I got an idea, but if you decide in the middle of a sentence that you want to do something different, it's okay with me. And I know it's okay with everyone in the room because we want to go where you know we need to be. And so we thank you for your leading Holy Spirit. We tell you that we love you and we're so excited for what you are going to continue to do tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, yay, so good. So, so good. Okay, so this is the, this is the object for the object lesson. Everyone knows this is a, a weight. Um, is this also called a dumbbell, or is this too little to be a dumbbell? This is also a dumbbell. This is a seven-pound dumbbell. Okay. And so the theme of the message tonight is expect results. And so the simple metaphor here is when you, for those of you who do this, go to the gym and lift weights, you go for the purpose of getting results. We go to the gym, right, when, you know, after putting in the consistency day after day after day, doing the reps and the sets and all the other things people do when they lift weights, right? That's the extent of my weightlifting vocabulary. But people go through that, they endure that because they expect to get results. And they might even hang a picture on the fridge of what it is they are expecting to get from this weightlifting process. And that's what keeps them going. That's what keeps them motivated. They look at what their expectation is. Where am I going? What am I going to get out of this? And this is that thing. Maybe you're going for a certain body. Look. Maybe you're going for more muscles. And you keep that pick on the fridge, and that keeps you going. Because you know sometimes it's hard. You know sometimes there's people who wake up at like 5 o'clock in the morning to go to the gym. I'm not one of those people. But there are people that do that. So you know for sure 
that having a picture of what they are desiring or expecting to get out of that process really helps a lot. Does that make sense? So they know where they're going. It makes it all worth it. Amen? Amen. Okay, whoa. So you can see I don't use weights a lot. I almost knocked the table over with that. But we are going to continue, right, talking about expecting results, but not, we're not going to specifically talk about expecting results in the gym. We're done with that. But we're talking about expecting results in prayer. Isn't that good? Expecting results in prayer. Because you know, it may seem like an obvious thing, but the truth of the reality of the matter is that there are a lot of Christians who really, when they go to prayer, they don't really expect to get a lot out of it. They go too often because, you know, it's the thing to do. You know, we hear that it's something that we should do. And, and praise the Lord for, for the ones that obey and show up. But did you know that we have a right? This is good news. We have a right to actually expect results, not just show up, but expect results when we pray. When we go into prayer, we can actually expect to get a good result with God. It's always good. A good result from our time in prayer. Amen? Isn't that good? It reminds me of that, that cassette. Do you remember that, that uh, cassette CD from a long time ago? Time well spent. Time in prayer is always time well spent, especially when we go in expecting to get results from our time in prayer. And it can just be, I mean, it can be really big. I'm expecting to go into prayer perhaps and receive a manifestation of healing. That's amazing. But it can be even, I, you know what? I'm, I'm expecting because I'm going into your presence, right? We do this daily, right? We enter into his presence when we pray, and I know and believe and expect that just by doing that, I'm going to come out of that feeling better because in his presence is all the great things joy peace it can even be isn't that so good so it can be even that in and of itself is amazing but we have to expect that when we go in we will get results and so first of all we have to know we can and second of all we have to know how to do it so we have to know that we can. So I'm telling you right now, you can. We have a right because of Jesus, because of the cross, because of his blood, and because of his name, we go in the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, and because of all that goodness, we can, we have a right to expect results in prayer. So we, you need to know that. You need to know first that you can expect results when you pray, okay? I want to say to, and I'm going to give you some, I'm actually going to give you some points. So this is going to be really practical. I'm going to give you six points. 
One, two, yes, six points. And with each point, I'm going to give you a scripture reference. So, uh, bless the Lord. We have tables. We're going to use the tables. We're going to make this real practical. If you have paper and pen, this is the teacher. This is the teacher in me. If you have paper and pen, because here's the thing. The Lord does not want to just pass info on to you. But he wants you to get this tonight for the purpose of implementation. So I'm going to give you six points, and each point is going to have a scripture reference. And we're going to study to show ourselves approved. What does that mean? That means we're going to go home, maybe not tonight, because it's going to be maybe late, right? I get that. But over the next, right, until maybe even Sunday, we're actually going to, this is best case scenario, right? Is we're going to go over these six points and we're going to find the scripture references ourselves because that's when it has the most impact, everybody. When I go and I read it for myself, I see it for myself. I say it out loud with my own words because nobody believes me more than I believe me. All right, does that make sense, right? I believe me more than I believe anybody else saying the same thing, right? And so that is, that's where we get the biggest benefit. It's not in one ear and out the other in Jesus' name. But there's a purpose. You, ah, oh, we can expect results when we pray. Like, that's amazing. You can actually expect to go into your prayer closet with an assignment with the purpose, with an expectation, and come out getting answers. Come out getting healing. Let me give you a testimony. Okay, that happened to me, so it's a good time to tell you about it. Bless the Lord. Uh, last week, as a matter of fact. So I, 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 over the years, so, okay, headaches, okay? Probably everyone in the room has experienced one of those. Maybe not. Bless the Lord. It's all good. But I kind of have gotten, you know how you would say, I kind of got good at like, you know, warding off headaches. So at the first tinge, right, I'm on it. And I've noticed over the years that it's like, I, I get it right away, I nip it in the bud, I attack it right away, no way in Jesus' name, you're not coming on me, I'm not having a headache that's under the curse, right? No, 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 I'm not having it. And then I don't think about it. Believe you receive when you pray. We just heard that. And, you know, praise the Lord. It's gone. Without even thinking about it. Without going back there. It's gone. And I noticed last week I had a headache, which, is, which was really weird. I had it for three days. I had it for three days. I must have not got on it right away. I must have let it slip. But that's not the point of the story. So I went into prayer with the purpose because I know and believe and I expect to get results when I pray. And I know and believe and expect the manifestation of healing is my inheritance. It's my right as a child of God. As a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Healing is mine. The Bible says healing is the children's bread. I'm one of his children. Healing is mine. So I went in there with the expectation of leaving without a headache. Okay, this, this is like for real. So, because you know what the beautiful thing is? After showing up, 
day after day after day after day. You just build this most wonderful relationship with the Lord and the confidence in who he is and who you are in him is just such a beautiful and powerful thing. So that's the backstory, okay, to understand that I have developed, right, a relationship with the Lord over time. Does that make sense? So I went in knowing with confidence and with boldness. That's what the relationship and the time with the Lord allows you to do when you go in. You can go in with boldness, not trepidation, not any hesitation or reluctance, but with boldness you can go because you know who you are. And you know that this is a blood bought by Jesus, right? Okay, so I went in and you know the three dimensions of prayer. So the outer court, the inner court, the Holy of Holies, into the Holy of Holies, allowing him, right, to bring me into that place, to call me in, to woo me into that place. And so I'm in that place, okay, the asking, seeking, knocking. So I'm in the knocking realm, the Holy of Holies. Everybody with me? And so it wasn't rocket science. It was really simple. It was Lord... Your word says, and I quoted some healing scriptures, by the stripes that Jesus bore, I was healed and made whole. Who his own self bore my sin in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live under righteousness, by whose stripes I was healed. I thank you, Lord, you say in Exodus, you are the God that heals me. I thank you, Lord, you say Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus healed He heals, and he always will heal, and you never change, and your word never changes, so it's still relevant today. I thank you, Lord. Healing is mine in the name of Jesus. And then I had this thought, and this is, you know, this is where the meditation part really comes in, and this is really where the specifics of prayer comes in. And I said to the Lord, I had this thought, and I said, wow, because I was, I was meditating on the cross, and I said, wow, this is going to sound really simple, but I love when it's simple, because anybody can do it. And I said, Lord, you must have had, for real, such a headache. <laughs> I'm serious. That's what I did. I never thought of this before, but I was like, the, no, imagine, right? The crown of thorns... The stress, you know people get stress headaches? The stress, he was so stressed that he bled. The stress headache that you must have had, and I, like, like for real. And I'm like, Jesus, you did that so I would never have to have a headache. It was so real to me in that moment. By the time I was, you know, finished praying, it was 80% gone. And what we believe we receive when we pray, we heard it, right? We believe it's one of the points. If you already haven't written it down, we're going to write it down. And I never thought about it again because that's what we do. If we believe we receive when we pray, we leave it with the Lord and let him do what he needs to do. Let him take care of it from there, right? And so we go on our, our, on our way, and an hour later, it was 100% gone. And the Lord said to me, that's how you do everything. That's how you do everything. That was an example of a headache, but it's all the same with the Lord. It doesn't matter if it's a headache 
or if it's cancer. It's all the same. It's all under the curse. It's been covered by the cross, and we don't have to put up with it. And when we know the word, believe the word, expect the word, we can go with boldness to the throne of grace, not earning. It's not the throne of earning. It's the throne of grace. We can go into his presence as he calls us into the Holy of Holies. We can go with confidence knowing who we are and saying, you know what, Lord, this is covered. This is, right, I don't need to bear this because Jesus already did. Does that make sense? Okay, that's my testimony. So, okay, praise the Lord. Okay, yes, yay God, yay God. Okay, yay God. Because, you know, some people get really bad headaches. Some people get those things that start with an M and, okay, migraines. And that is not a thing to laugh about. That's not just a little, you know, people run to the Tylenol, right? Take a Tylenol. Some people only have to take a regular. They don't even have to take an extra strength. Okay, I'm not talking about that. But there are people who suffer with, yeah, migraines. So this, the Lord said, that's how you do everything. In his presence is everything we need. Amen? But we got to go with that expectation. The belief and the expectation. What is that? You know, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about, I'm not going to talk about hope because Pastor Ian has been doing this amazing teaching on hope and nobody can do it better than him. But when I hear the word expectation, I hear the word hope. Because the definition of Bible hope is confident expectation. Amen? So our hope, our confident expectation is in the word. And whatever the word says, we can hope for it or expect it. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay, bless the Lord. So that's all we're going to say. I'm not talking about meditation. Okay. So come boldly, I said, without reserve. Okay, let's do the points. Let's move through these points. Number one, oh, it is number one. Believe you have received when you pray. Write it down. If you have pen and paper or if you have an iPad, put that in there because this is how to expect results. Who does not want results? We all want to know how to do this. Okay. I know there's some of you who already know how to do this. Hallelujah. But, you know, it's good to get these things again. Okay. Mark, what's the scripture reference? Mark eleven twenty four. whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Believe that you receive them and you will have them. Okay. We have to believe we receive. That's a whole other teaching. Okay. But, you know, for the sake of time, we're not going to go in there because I want to get through these six points. But believe, this is the other thing. This is the other thing. Here's the other thing. Lord, okay, this is an addendum to my prayer. That every person right now, as I go through these points, that where you need to highlight for each individual, Lord, that you would do that. Because there may be a point or two or three or whatever the case may be, maybe all six, but maybe it's really one thing in particular that perhaps you've already been speaking to some of these people about. And so I ask, Lord, that you would highlight 
that area because a lot of times there's an area and so i ask that you would do that lord that you would highlight make it clear make it obvious right if there's one of these six or more or whatever lord that you really want these people these amazing people of god to give some attention to remember it doesn't stop here people this is just to wet your whistle and now you're going to go and you're going to study on your own, right? And that's where you're going to get the best results. When you find things that, you know, when you have those aha moments, right? Where it, I could tell you, but it doesn't have the same impact. Bless the Lord. Okay. So ask once. We heard Pastor Tina said this. She said it all. Ask once, then praise continue. You ask once. Don't be, you're not the little kid who's tugging on the, right? The apron, Mommy, can I have this? Mommy, is it okay if I do this? Mommy, is it okay? Is it okay, mommy? Is it okay? Is it okay, mommy? Is it okay? Right? We ask once and we praise continually. Okay? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Ha. Huh. And faith begins where the will of God is known. So you don't, I got, we have to say this. You don't have to ask the Lord if it's okay for you to be healed. So when we say ask once, we're not talking about, is it okay for me to be healed, Lord? Okay? We can ask for wisdom, for example. If you are, are believing to know how to pray about a particular situation, you can ask the Lord for some wisdom concerning that matter. And then that's asking once and then believing you receive when you pray. Does that make sense? So we're not asking the Lord for things that we already know are in here and they're part of our inheritance. Always, 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 our identity always pops up. We have to know when you, you know, come into a family, ha, huh, we got to know what does it mean to be a part of this family. That's, that's the first thing we got to learn. What does it mean? Now that I'm in the family of God, what, what does it mean to be in the family of God? What is my family of God identity? Who am I? Right? What does that look like? What can I expect now that I am? Right? That means I want to say so much more, but there's not enough time. So I just walk away. Just, just walk away. Okay. Okay. So all this good things. Kenneth Copeland said something really cool. Believing God is finding out what he said he would do knowing he cannot lie, and knowing he has the resources. He said it. He's not a man that he should lie, so he, he's good for his, he's, he's got integrity. He's good for his word, right? And he's got the resources. He paves heaven's streets with gold. He has what you need. That's not an issue for God. So all of those three things, find out what he says, right? Believe and expect that he, you can trust him. And believe and expect that he has everything you need. Now, again, we have to ask the Lord these individual things. Do I, do I, trust, you? Do I trust you, God? You see what I'm saying? This is why I want you to write some of these things down. Because if someone is having an issue getting results when they pray, you're getting the goodies. But now we have to go and we have to look and we have to scour and we have to say, Holy Spirit, can I check this one off? Do I have this? Am I good to go? Can I go to the next point? Right? And we have to take all of these things. 
because we're trying to, right? We want to get better. We want to learn. We want to develop. We want to mature. We want to grow. Right? Wednesday night is about maturation. Bless the Lord. Okay. Number two, hold fast. Hold fast, hold fast, hold fast to your confession. Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast. The confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Hope allows you to hold fast. Hope allows you to wait. Hope allows you to endure. Hope allows you to resist the temptation to quit. Hope allows you to resist the temptation to say something you shouldn't be saying. Second point, okay, hold fast to your confession. In Acts 3, 5, it says about the layman, he gave Peter and John his attention, expecting to receive something from them. He was expecting to receive something from, him, from them. He gave them his attention. Now, in the Weymouth translation, it says, he looked and waited, expecting to receive. Hope, this is where the meditation comes in. That picture the weightlifter, what they want their body to look like. That allows you to wait. Because a lot of times there is waiting involved after we ask. And we have to wait. And we have to patiently endure. And we have to keep saying what we should be saying. Right? And it's hope, that confident expectation that allows you to hold. Hope is the anchor of our soul. So you don't freak out in your emotions, which is where your, that's where your emotions are in your soul. So you don't, right? It's hope that allows you to be steady while you wait. To not dig up the seed that you've sown by saying something you shouldn't be saying, right? Or freaking out, right? Okay. Number three, speak the right words. John 15, John 12, 50. Whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. Say what God says about your situation. You're going to have to look in the Word and find out what God says about your situation. Remember, it doesn't matter. You could come up here with the craziest situation. There's an answer in the Word. Everything is covered. Sometimes when I find scriptures that relate to the most specific things, I'm like, wow, God, that is so amazing, right? Find out what God says and say what God says and only what God says, okay? Number four, be specific so you can see evidence of fruit growing. How do we know that we're growing unless we see evidence of that growth? How do I know that I'm getting better or growing? How do I know? I see when I look in the mirror. We see those people who are lo <laughs> looking in the mirror, right? Some maybe a little bit too much. And you can see... I don't know, do they measure with measuring tape their muscles? Probably some people do that. I just had that thought, right? But that's how you can tell, right? Yeah, oh, it's a, it's a millimeter more, right? That's okay. It's in the right direction, right? But I know now that what I have been doing is working. And so I keep on keeping on. Okay, praise the Lord. So be specific. Did I say that? Yes, be specific. So you can see the fruit, yes. John 15, 7 and 8. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. 
so you will be my disciples. You know, I, okay, talk about bearing fruit. I, I had this, I think it was yesterday. So I was in, I was just having a wonderful time with the Lord. And you know, I have this thing about words. And I've said this to the Lord so many times before. Thank you is so lame of a word to express my gratitude, right? It's so like, ah. And then I had this thought. Have you ever had that experience where maybe someone has done something amazing for you and you're like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And you're like, you know what? Just do this. And that's all the thanks that I need. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they might say, just make good use of this tool that I gave you. That's all the thanks I need. And this is what I thought of at this, right? Just bear fruit. That is the best way you can say thank you to me. Amen. Okay, be specific. Ask for nothing in particular. We know, get nothing in particular, okay? The Lord said, okay, you can feel free to laugh after this. People, this is, this is real. This is real. People are more specific when they order coffee. Right? <laughs> it's true, right? We start with bless me, Father, or bless so-and-so, Lord, okay? But you know, I mean, and praise the Lord, we start where we are, and God honors that. But we don't stay there. Bless me, bless you is general. Look at Deuteronomy 28, verse after verse after verse of blessing which one are you asking the Lord for? He is a very specific and detailed God. Amen? Okay. So be very specific. Um, yeah. Blind Bartimaeus, Mark 10, 51, 52. What did Jesus ask him? What do you want me to do for you? What do you want? Tell me what you want. And he said that I could see. That's specific. That's very specific. He didn't say, I want you to bless me. He didn't say, I want you to help me. Well, that's general. What does it mean? What does blessed look like? This is what we do in meditation. We get the general to the specific. Okay? The intangible to the tangible or the concrete. Eyes to see. I get that. I understand that. That's pretty specific. Amen? Okay. Okay, the beauty of tongues, so we had, this is, okay, so last week, Pastor Tina talked about prayer, it was fire, and two people, actually, after service, y'all might not know this, but this is a wonderful testimony, were baptized in the Holy Spirit, yeah, filled with the Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, which is so good, and I brought that up because this, this is where we can get specific when we don't know on our own how to get specific, when we don't know, we have a situation that we're praying about, but maybe we don't know a lot of detail about it, or we don't really know how to pray, the direction to go in prayer. How should I pray for this situation? It may, you know, it might, it maybe it's not in the word. How do I pray? So that's where praying in tongues is helpful. I had this happened to me on Sunday was Father's Day. 
So Sunday, Father's Day, and I, I got to say again, I rolled into prayer. But you talked about this last night, Pastor Tina. I rolled into prayer. Why? Because I was already praying in tongues in the morning. And then it's a 30-minute drive down the highway, so I just continued to pray. We talked about this last week. I continued to pray in my car. So by the time I'm at church, I've already been praying in tongues for an hour for sure, maybe more. So I roll right in, and I don't have to have that jarry start or the dry start. I roll right into prayer. So I'm already gone. I'm already in deeper with the Lord. So it's Father's Day, and instead of bless the fathers... He gave me a strategy. This is what we get in tongues. We get a strategy. We get prayer strategies when we pray in tongues. So we don't pray general. We pray specific. We hit the nail on the head and get to the heart of the matter. Does that make sense? Praise the Lord. And so he gave me a very specific prayer strategy for the fathers. And yeah which was super cool. Not going to get into it again because of the time. But then I go, you know, later on that night, I'm checking my Instagram and Lisa Bevere had the exact same word <laughs> on her Instagram. So I'm like, that's cool. But if I hadn't, I, I believe that if I hadn't rolled in, for lack of a better way of saying it, right, and already been in a deeper place when I started, I would have been blessed the fathers. Bless the fathers, strength to the fathers, right? And that's good. But we, remember, it's Wednesday night. It's Wednesday night. Okay. Okay, what number am I on? Oh, five, quickly. These are, okay, I'm going to roll through. I see that time. And I double that time in Jesus' name. Okay. Okay. So, five. Okay, this is big. Breakthrough blockers. And there's five. I'm going to quickly tell you them. And I'm going to give you the scripture reference, and then we have a last point, and we're done. Okay. So doubt and unbelief is the first blocker to your breakthrough. Okay? So again, we could be saying the right things, and maybe we're meditating on the word, and we're watching what we say, but the results are not coming. So this is what we call, uh, what's it called when you, uh, uh, when you go do the answer, uh, the problem? Troubleshooting! Troubleshooting for the win. Okay. So this is troubleshooting. Okay. Doubt and unbelief is the first break, uh, blocker. James 1, 6, and 7. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Okay. Sometimes you don't have to say it beyond, you know, what's, what the Lord says. Okay, number two, this is a blocker. Not knowing you're standing with God. Okay, identity. We have to know who we are. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am a joint heir with Jesus Christ. I sit at the right hand of the Father. Do you know what the right side of, when you, when it, even in the natural, when you have a king who sits on his throne, the right side represents authority. Maybe y'all didn't know that. Maybe some of you did. But bless the Lord. 
The right hand of the Father, that means, I like when you have to kind of find things out. I knew I was at the right hand of the Father, but then, you know, years later, I find out that means authority. He could have just said that, but he said the right hand, and then I had to go on this quest to find it out for myself, and it just means so much more when I do that. Okay. So, not knowing you, so I am the righteousness of God, your identity. Okay, number three, unforgiveness and strife. Okay, yes. Mark eleven twenty five, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. So get that out of the way right away. Right away. As soon as you're prompted in prayer, follow, I was going to say, follow the bouncing ball. Follow the promptings in prayer. Holy Spirit is leading you, right, from the outer court to the inner court to the Holy of Holies. From the asking to the seeking to the knocking realm, okay? So follow that. Get that out of the way. And you might have to forgive yourself, just saying. That's important too. Um, number four, blocker. No fellowship with God, okay? John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Listen, for without me you can do nothing. Nothing. And you cannot expect results without me. We're talking about expecting results. Five, focusing on past mistakes will get you, and it will block breakthrough, and you will not get results when you pray, when you focus on past mistakes. Philippians 3.13, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Amen? We know, bless the Lord, we're so blessed in this house with Rhema, Okay, so everybody go to Rama. Okay. It is like, we should have like the, it should be like we're booking Ramas in like 2025 or something. The tool that we have here, like, is amazing. Okay. Okay, and then six, Pastor Tina said this as well. Keep yourself filled up. So this is not a blocker, sorry, make, make sure I clarify that. This is one of the six points of how to expect results, okay? This is the last point, number six. Five was all the blockers. We wanted to end on a nice note. So six, okay, is keep yourself filled. That helps in expecting results, in the process of, help, of expecting results, amen? Uh, be filled with the Spirit. Ephesians 5.18, the Greek be filled means keep on being filled constantly and continually. And this allows you to be ready in season and out of season. We're always ready. We're always prepared. We're always hearing when we are be being filled with the Spirit. Amen. So Lord, thank you, Jesus. Bless the Lord, we got through it. We thank you, Holy Spirit. So good, so good, so good. And Lord, we just ask now that you personalize this message for everybody. Personalize this message, Lord, and show each and every one, Lord, their part. If there's an area that we need to address, that we need to give some attention to, help us, Holy Spirit, shine the light. We want to get better. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.